The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. All right. Well, good morning. If I could have, uh, if I could have some men help me distribute the study sheets, please. And as they're doing that, why don't you open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. All right. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2 together. We're talking uh, today about, we're going to discuss the designations of the grace of God, those things that the grace of God have designated that are ours, or benefits, if you will, of the grace of God. Uh, let's look at Ephesians chapter 2 and begin at verse 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he hath loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Let's pray. Father, thank you for uh, your word. Thank you for the time we have today. I pray now that you would bless the teaching of your word. And strengthen us in our hearts and minds, Lord, as we endeavor to live for you from day to day. May all that we say and do glorify you in all things. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, so we are appointed to uh, some things uh, by the grace of God. We, last time we, we looked at the fact that we are appointed unto redemption by grace. We were chosen in eternity past by God to, to be redeemed by his grace. We are appointed unto revelation. By grace, it is by the grace of God that we know and understand the things of God, the spiritual things, which a natural man cannot discern because they are spiritual and can only be taught by the Spirit of God. We, we look thoroughly at the fact that we are appointed unto courage. By grace, even though life presents us with many challenges, many disappointments, many discourages, uh, we know that we are secure in the grace of God, that we are safe. And we know that God's power and authority rests upon us. And so we have great courage to face every obstacle we face, to face every moment of every day. So today we're going to look at a few more. So we'll get right into it this morning. Number four in your study sheets. We are appointed unto consolation by grace. We are appointed unto consolation by grace. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 we read, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or are our epistle. 
Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which has loved us and has given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. We've been given consolation um, by grace. How the, we, we were examining and comparing amazing grace uh, to, the, to this study. And, of course, amazing grace, how, how uh, sweet the sound has saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. How precious, one line in that song says, How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. Well, I want to talk about that for a moment. The hour when we believe. You remember that time? Can you remember back to the day you were born, to the moment you were born? Again, uh, I'm sorry, born again. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the day or the time I was born either, but I remember my new birth. I remember being born again in, in Christ Jesus. And what a, what a blessed day it was. What a wonderful time it was. Coming to that realization that you were saved, that you were a child of God. Birds uh, sang more beautifully. The grass was greener. The sky was bluer and all those things. And how precious it was. How precious that grace of God was to us at, that, at the hour that we first believed. Um, through the grace of, co- of God, we are comforted by truth. I'd like you to turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. If you're in Ephesians, it's just a quick... A quick skip over a few books to the to First Thessalonians, chapter four, and um, let's take a look at verse number beginning at verse number thirteen. First Thessalonians, chapter four, beginning at verse thirteen. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brother, concerning them which are asleep, that that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Uh, we are comforted by the truth of the Word of God. When we, when we study and when we look into the Word of God, the truth that God reveals to us through His Word is a comfort to the believer. Uh, we, we are comforted by God's grace, and we find hope through God's grace. We are not, we are not as the unsaved man is. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12, we read that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Now, in a, in a spiritual sense, unsaved men have no hope. The only hope they have is in Christ Jesus and 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 only by God's grace do we exist with the knowledge of that hope uh, those words were so sad we just read them having no hope and without God in this world you know I'm not sure that I've ever read a more sad statement uh, but rejoice today <coughs> we can rejoice you and I for we are not without hope because we are not without God as you sit here this morning, 
If you are a child of God, you, you have a hope that is sure and steadfast. It's anchored in the person of Jesus Christ. <coughs> Considered the words of the famous songwriter Fanny Crosby, who wrote, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. Uh, and there are many other scriptures in the word of God that give us strength and comfort uh, in our daily walk and in our daily lives. But we are appointed unto consolation by the grace of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul writes, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforted us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. It's been my experience over the years that we go through trials, we go through difficult times, we go through tribulations, and, and uh, th- those times serve to strengthen us. They, they serve to, to draw us closer to the heart of God. Uh, and, and they cause us to, to depend on God more and to stand by faith. But what a shame it would be if you endure those hardships and those trials and those times and you don't use those experiences, you don't use the, the knowledge that you gain to comfort those around you, to help others. Uh, we, are, we are appointed unto consolation by, by the grace of God. We're given, we're given comfort <laughs> and we are to also be a comfort to others. And that's an important part of, of our Christian walk is to be a comfort to other Christians. If you know someone in need or you see someone who's hurting, um, be a comfort to that person. Share with them the experiences that you've had in your life and share with them what God did for you by his grace and, and, and give them, help them to shore up their hope and, and, and to, to be stronger in their walk. Even in the midst of our deepest moments of heartache, <laughs> we are comforted by God through the grace he has given us. I'm sure everyone here could share a story this morning about a difficult time in your life, a time when you felt like everything had come to, to an end and there was no, no, no more hope for you, uh, but you were, you were strengthened by God and you were comforted by the grace of God. Maybe you came to church. Maybe you heard the singing of the song. Many times I I come to church and I'm a little discouraged maybe or a little depressed or down. I'm in the dumps. There's a a storm cloud over my head. Maybe, huh? You like that? And I get here and and we start to sing and we we start to teach and preach. And and my my burdens are lifted and my troubles are, are lifted by the power and strength of God. And for at least a few moments... For at least a few moments, we sit in his presence and we experience his love and we are comforted by his by his grace. So grace gives us comfort. But then number five this morning, uh, let me say we are appointed unto protection by grace. Job chapter five, verses 17 through 20, we we read, behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth. Therefore despise not thou the chastening of the Almighty, 
for he maketh sore and bindeth up. He woundeth, and his hands make whole. He shall deliver thee in six troubles. Yea, in seven there shall be no evil touch thee. In famine he shall redeem thee from death, and in war from the power of the sword. Grace has appointed us unto protection by God. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. The Apostle Paul understood the perils that he faced in his ministry. Let's turn together to 2 Corinthians. Turn with me there. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul uh, here in this passage of scripture talks about the perils perils that he faces in the ministry. Look at beginning at verse number 23 in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul writes, Are they ministers of God? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors, more abundant. In stripes, above measure. In prisons, more frequent. In deaths, oft. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, saved one. Thrice, was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of water, uh, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness, and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Paul himself himself faced an infirmity. Uh, We don't know what it is because the Bible doesn't specify what infirmity he had, But we know that Paul had an infirmity and he sought God in prayer to remove this infirmity from him. Yet God told Paul that all he needed was his grace. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 8 and 9, Paul writes, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And we see that God's response to Paul was, Paul, you don't need me to take this infirmity away. You have all you need right now. My strength and my power and my glory will be revealed through your weaknesses. Too often we, too often we come to God and and we, we plead and, and cry that God would remove our troubles when maybe our troubles are exactly what we need. You know, I've, I've experienced in my Christian life, when I face troubles, there's, there's two, two root causes of it. Number one, God is either trying to teach me a lesson and strengthen me and, and bring glory and honor to himself. <clears throat> or number two, it's because of my own stupidity. Never is it because God is unjust or unfair. Never do I deserve any better than I'm getting. 
The Lord is always just in everything he, he does and everything he allows to affect us is just and fair and equitable and right. So if you're going through trouble, it's one of those two reasons, folks. It's either because, you, it's either because of your own stupidity, you're getting what you deserve, or it's because God is trying to teach you something. There's something in your life you need to get straight. And the Lord is trying to show you. But either way, even whether it's whether we're going through trouble because of our stupidity or because of God trying to teach us something, just remember this, we are always under the protection of God. He knows what we're going through. He knows what's happening. And he controls it all. And he, will, he is not trying to utterly consume us. He's trying to strengthen and teach us. To, to purify us, if you will. Uh, Paul is saying to us in this passage I just read, he's saying, so long as you have God, you have everything you need. And, and I don't have time to turn to and read it, but in Mark chapter 4, we read the story of the apostles on the Sea of Galilee with Jesus, and the storm arises. And Jesus is in the back of the ship asleep. And the storm rages, and the, the disciples are, are all panicked, and they, they're afraid they're going to die. And, and they run back to Jesus in the back of the ship, and they say, Don't you even care that we're about to perish? How often today in our troubles we forget that Christ is in our ship? He's there, and we begin to doubt God, and we begin to look for other sources of help. But it is by God's grace and power that we are always delivered. Remember the words of the psalmist David in Psalm 27 as he writes, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, and this will I be confident. And David, in his life, experienced the, the protection of God. He experienced the, 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 um, the security he has in the Lord. And we often forget that. We forget it far too many times. And in times, in difficult times, or in times of trouble, instead of running to Christ, instead of running to God and, and dropping to our knees and, and saying, Lord, what will thou have me to do? We begin to look for other avenues to overcome our problems. And, and you know, when, when trouble starts in my life, I usually get down on my knees and say, Lord, what do you want me to learn here? What are you, what are you trying to teach me? Because, you know, my daddy always told me my mouth woke up a half hour before my brain. And, and the two never met each other all day long. And so I do stupid things. I really do. And I say stupid things. And often it gets me in trouble. And I have problems because of it. And all I can do in those times is just come to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. I'm a fool. And I, I've, I've let you down. Strengthen me. Teach me. Lift me up and... And, and, you know, be, be brave, be, be strong, and, and accept, accept the medicine, so to speak. Don't whine and complain about the, the, the correcting hand of God. Remember we, had, we read earlier, he woundeth and he bindeth up. 
God will correct us. He'll, he'll spank us when we need a spanking. But boy, you know what? He applies the balm afterwards. And he gives us the love. And he gives us the strength. And he gives us the protection. So remember that. I have a, a little uh, statement in your study sheet. And if you hear nothing else I say today, hear this. When you come to the place where God is all that you have, you will find that God is all that you need. I don't need silver or gold. Yeah, it makes life more comfortable. But I don't need wealth or fame. All I need is God. Because if I have God, I'm secure. I'm safe. And, and I have the victory. So remember that in, in our lives as we go through. We have been appointed. God's grace has appointed us protection. Not, not, not protection so that we will never face trouble. I, I never promised you a rose garden. You're going to face trouble. You either are in the middle of a storm. You've just come out of a storm. Or you're heading for a storm. But storms are there. And they're there all throughout our life. We never reach a point where, we, where we've gotten past the storms. I don't care if, you, if, if you're 80 or 90 years old today. You, you, haven't, you haven't outrun all of the storms. The storms are still out there. And we still face them. So remember that. But then, number six, this morning, we are appointed unto preservation by grace. We are appointed unto preservation by grace. Psalm 121. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. In the song of amazing grace, we, we have the stanza, "'Tis grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home." In my office this morning, I have a gift that was given to me many years ago by a very dear friend. It is a, it is a small sailing ship, and the sails on that ship are filled with the force of the wind. And on the sail is the inscription, The will of God will never take you where the grace of God cannot keep you. If God's will leads us somewhere, then know this, that his grace is already there waiting for us. We can't, we can't be blown to any corner of this earth, any corner of this universe, any corner of creation where God's grace is not already there. His grace has brought me safe thus far and his grace will lead me home. I've never been able to outrun the grace of God in my 35 years as a believer. I cannot recount all the times that I've witnessed Christian people suffer defeat and loss because they failed to trust that God would take care of them where they were. 
I've had people over the years that have told me, well, I, you know, I need to, I need to go someplace where, uh, someplace else. And I always ask them, well, now, wait a minute. Do you believe that it's God's will that you be here? Because if you believe that this is God's will for you, if you believe that this is where God has placed you and wants you to be, then rest assured, the will of God will never take you where the grace of God cannot keep you. Listen, folks, we don't, we don't need to find a, a God who, 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 can, who has to move us to take care of us. Now, if he chooses to move us, so be it. But know this, your God can take care of you right where you are. His promise is good. Right here where you are. Often, when people come to me and talk to me about financial problems, I tell them, you know what, it isn't that you need more money, it's you need to learn how to use the money you have. Because God gives us everything we need, amen? Is he not just and faithful? And he gives us everything we need. So if we lack, we don't lack because God failed to give it. We don't lack because God failed to provide it. We lack because we fail to use it correctly. We, we consume it upon our lust, James says. You have, uh, you have not because you ask not. And if you ask and have not, it's because you ask amiss to consume it upon your own lusts. We are, we are appointed unto preservation by God. God will take care of us. Paul was confident in this very thing. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12, he said, For the which cause I also suffer these things. He's talking about the, the tribulation and the, and the trials of, of the Christian life. Nevertheless, he said, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Can we state, as Paul did, that we are confident in our God today? And if we say we can, do we demonstrate our confidence in God by our lives? Paul writes in Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 through 9, But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. It grieves me to say, but I've seen young Christians suffer needless loss in their lives, simply because they were not willing to lay it all on the line for Jesus. Holding back part of our lives, holding back those things which, which God requires of us. We must remember that God has promised us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. You'll never give up, you'll never give up friends where that God will not give you tenfold better friends. You'll never, you'll never forsake family, but that God will bless you with a, with a larger and, and, and a, a greater family. We, no one, Jesus said no one's given up houses or lands for me. He told his disciples that. He said none, none of you have given up anything for me. But he said I have given all things unto you. And we're to follow the example of Christ. We're to give our lives to God. We're to give ourselves to God. We're to commit ourselves to God. It's time that we commit our hearts and our lives to him. 
Where are the Joshua's today? Where are the Caleb's today? Remember Joshua and Caleb? Remember the spies went out to, to spy out the land of Canaan? And ten spies came back and said, oh, we can't conquer this land. It's full of giants. And, and there, there, are, there are beasts in the fields. And, and, and they have great walled cities. And we're no match for that. We can't do it. But Joshua and Caleb said, if God be with us, who can be against us? Caleb said, oh, no, God is more than able to take care of everything over there. Matter of fact, Joshua and Caleb were the only two of those, ten, of those 12 spies that lived to see Canaan. And what did Joshua tell, I mean, what did Caleb tell Joshua and when Joshua prepared to, to divide the land? What did he say? I want that. Anybody know? I want that mountain. He said, David, do you remember that mountain I, 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 I spied out the time we went into the land of Canaan? He said, I want that mountain. And by the way, that mountain wasn't conquered. Caleb, at, at the age of 90 or so, had to take his sons with him and go in and, and, and conquer that mountain and take it for himself. Caleb and Joshua were men of courage. They were men of commitment. They gave everything they had to the Lord. And oh, how, how, how much we fail in our Christian lives today. To be like that. To, to, just, to just give everything we have to the Lord and trust him. There are plenty of doubters to go around. But where are those who will stand and say, if our God is willing, he can deliver us. From this trouble, we can deliver us into this land. We are appointed unto preservation. There shall no evil consume us. It's like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they told King Nebuchadnezzar, you can throw us in that furnace and the fire may kill us, but you will never, you will never control us. You will never, you will never conquer us. For if God be for us, who can be against us? You know, maybe, maybe... Our lot in life, of, of course, it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this, the judgment. Maybe our troubles will consume us, but the evil of the troubles will never consume us, for we are safe in the hand of Christ. We are children of God. So, in, uh, we see that grace is appointed unto us redemption, revelation, courage, consolation, protection, preservation. And then number seven, and lastly this morning, we are appointed unto eternity. By grace. First Thessalonians chapter 4. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. And with the voice of the archangel. And the, with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain. Shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be. With the Lord. We are appointed unto eternity. By grace. When we've been there 10,000 years. Bright shining as the sun. We've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Just think about this for a moment. The awesome magnitude of eternity. Eternity could be defined as time without end. But is this a just definition for our, our eternal future with God? I mean, if you consider eternity with life on this earth as a reference then it's, it, may, it may 
fade in comparison. It may not be too desirable a thing to have to, to spend eternity on this, on this terrestrial ball. That may not be the, the brightest future, right? But when you consider eternity with God and heaven as a reference, then it becomes the greatest treasure of all. Yet we often, too often we fail to remember this. Let's turn quickly to Revelation chapter 21. We're almost done. Revelation chapter 21. And let's look at verse, beginning at verse number 10. We read here, And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like unto a stone, uh, most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a great wall uh, and high and had twelve gates and at the gates were twelve angels and names written thereon, uh, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates and on the south three gates and on the west three gates and the wall of the city had twelve foundations and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb of God. Um, Let's see, try to save a little time. Let's jump on down. Um, verse, verse 25, we read, And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Uh, and there shall in no wise enter in to it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abominations or maketh a lie, but they are which are written in the Lamb's book of life and we see this great city of heaven described in detail here and what a magnificent city it is and with it shall come a magnificent existence allow me to read some passages for you for just a moment revelation chapter 7 therefore are they before the throne of god and serve him day and night in his temple and he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them they shall hunger no more neither um, thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat, for the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of water, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And all of this is available only to those who possess grace and unto unto whom grace has been bestowed. But what about those that do not possess the grace of God? Well, in Revelation chapter 21, verses 7 and 8, John writes, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable... And murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. We are appointed unto eternal life by grace. Eternal life in the presence of the Father. What a wonderful existence it will be. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found was blind but now I see twas grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved how precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed through many dangers toils and snares 
I have already come. Tis grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright, shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we'd first begun. Folks, life is all about God. It's all about Christ. It's not about jobs. It's not about houses. It's not about entertainment. The whole purpose of our life is to honor and glorify God. All that we do should be to that end, to that purpose. And as difficult as that is, God's grace has given us the advantages we need. And has bestowed upon us the, the authority and the ability to honor God. So let's live our life to that end. Amen? All right. Well, thanks for being here this morning. And you are just. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Ronert Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Ronert Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www.bebaptist.org.